Ladies and gentlemen, this message is brought to you by ATB Financial, built to help Albertans. ATB's campaign is here to answer questions commonly asked by Albertans in these tough times. Fun fact, ATB opened in 1938 to provide support to Albertans during hard times and has since supported Albertans through both the bad and the good. Especially with the unprecedented times we've been living in, ATB is here to help Albertans as Alberta slowly recovers from the effects of COVID-19. While we all know the downturn is not necessarily completely over, ATB was built to help Albertans as they try to rebuild and find their new normal. Even now, good advice is within reach. As you guys know, listening to our podcast as well, your financial situation today, tomorrow, or this very hour is why ATB is here. ATB will listen and help with the knowledge and solutions that you need right now. So why? Because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. Oh man, we're diving in boys, let's go. We've got to cap out season two finale. We've got two of our boys that collaborated with Cassius himself on the hands down best hip hop and rap music video out in 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the producer, the creator, the singers, the, the behind the music, bim, bim, boom, boom, bop. We got Rachel and Avash on the show, baby. What's, up, baby? What's going on, baby? Great to be here, great to be here. My guy. You too, I'm gonna, yeah, just a little bit of that action. Oh yeah, what are we talking about? Let's Here go. We go. Social distancing? No, anyway. <laughs> We're not getting into that. We're not getting into our political beliefs. Let's let's put it this way. Before we roll in, guys, I wanna say that uh, this episode is of course brought to you by and sponsored by DMSK. Now, for those of you wondering, you're probably thinking, what does DMSK stand for? I was thinking the same thing. So I asked the owner himself, Sean Canungo, and I thought Maybe, if you recall, Avnash, DMSK would stand for... Don't make shit crazy. Yeah. So I thought, don't shit make crazy. And I thought, yo, this makes sense. So Sean told me, this is super cute for the couples out there. He said that it's his wife's and his initials. That's sweet. badass. That's actually very sweet. You know, so I have my phone out because I'm not too sure how to say his wife's last name correctly. Mm-hmm. But it's Deepa Masuria Sean Kanungo. Oh, wow. Wow. That's nice. And, and they made... Yeah, it's such, such a, a great, great acronym, acronym too. DMSK, like it's like DKNY. And yeah. that's the yeah. thing, bro. Yeah. They made a beard oil. You know what I mean? Like these guys want to make sure. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that's a lot, bro. No, pass that's it over. It's okay. It's pass nice. it over. You know what's nice about this beard oil? Oh, shit. My face is a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> As you, you can see, bro. It's okay. If you're watching this, they want to make sure with Moroccan oil, vitamin B, vitamin D, vitamin A, all the vitamins. All the vitamins. Bro. That your beard is just smooth, silky, and ready to go. And every single time you put it on, you have to ask yourself, what does investing in myself look and feel like? So if you want to find out more about DMSK, check it out on dmsk.com and get your beard oil ordered to you directly. And For all uh, the brown guys with, uh, with crazy beards, this is for them. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let me ask you guys as an opener. Would you actually go beardless right now? Right now? 
I can't even grow a beard properly, and I wouldn't go beardless now. So, I think I've answered the question for the rest of the room. I, don't I, know. I can't rock the beardless. I went for it a couple months back. Yeah, not a clean shaved. I clean shaved last year, not and it was, it was. I looked like a lesbian, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. No offense to lesbians, I just don't want to look like one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I can't do it. Do you remember when you did and you instantly regretted it? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I I used to actually not have a beard during in university. And then when I rocked the beard, I was like, whoa, I look completely different. You're a rapper. I look now. better now. I started <laughs> rapping. I mean, you grew the beard and you're like, I can rap. Yeah. I can probably If you look good, good clean shave, though, yeah. you can rock anything. Like, yeah. That's yeah, true. word. I, a girl once told me it's like, kind of like makeup. It's like when we, we just cover up this, this little area. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. makeup. It's a confidence booster, man. Oh, yeah. I think as when you're transitioning from a boy to a man, mm -hmm. like for females, they go through their transitions, mm -hmm. right? For males, when we have our beard, it's a rite of passage. Like you don't want to get rid of that thing. And then when you do, because you feel like it gets too fuzzy, you regret it, you know, oh. so you start to shave off a little bit. And I always, man, I always shave off way too much, like more than I'm supposed to, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, when you don't have any of those extra, the two, the three, the four that the yeah, barbers yeah. have, yeah, yeah. you lose them. You don't know where they end Your up. Your trimmer comes with that, I assure you. No, I know, but I lose them. <laughs> I don't know where they end up, man. Dude, there's some that have it built in. You just flick a switch on the, on the trimmer and then just have it built in. That's our next sponsor, man. <laughs> the MSK, get on it. Don't make shit crazy. Oh, man, that's clutch. Well, hey, I want you guys to talk a little bit about um, how you guys collabed. You know, you three got together. You guys created uh, a hit song. It's got, I believe, over 25,000 views on YouTube right now. 50. 50. Holy, okay. Oh, like three days, you get 40. 50, probably when this comes out, probably 100. <laughs> Absolutely. You never know. So guide me through whoever wants to share a little bit about what that collaboration uh, felt like. You know, yeah. what was that for you? Because it was a, it was like production wise, I bet for both of you guys, and for you for sure, Avna, actually, your first production and for Omid, probably like you put the most amount of energy into this. For the, for the video, yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah. So actually, guide me through what that was like. Dude, it was actually, a, it was a really fun process. The fun, funny part is we, it wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you, the whole song. The song wouldn't have existed because I had that beat from Risham like, probably a year before we actually spat anything on it. And uh, I remember I was telling Omid, and Omid heard the beat and he's like, yeah, we gotta do something. He had the extended version, but you know, he's busy, I'm busy. We just never got to it. And then uh, one day I was visiting, I don't know if it was like Christmas holidays or whatever it might've been. And I came down and I was just showing you all of my recent tracks. And then I was like, and then you were like, man, you have to collab with Omid. And I was like, I have a beat that we've been sitting on for like a year and we need to get this done. And uh, so then you sent him a snap or a video of some sort and you were just like, yo, you were like, give me Omid, why aren't you rapping on this? <laughs> and then I get a text from this guy like three hours later, he's like, we should probably make that song. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, so while I was still in Edmonton, we uh, we linked up, we actually went to our good friend Andre's studio. Um, well, I just met him that day, but beautiful studio. And, and we uh, met, Omid we met at Andre's driveway yeah, for yeah, the yeah. first time. Yeah. I'm messaging this guy back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like, where's your verse at? Like, you know, I haven't heard your part yet. would love to hear. Cause I had, I had mine prepped. I sent it off to this guy, right? Yeah. It was just like raw on, on, on the phone. And he's like, oh no, it's all good, bro. I'm just going to show up and I'll, I'll spit my verse. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not very like planned, calculated. Like you go in. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, no worries, bro. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. I don't even know what we're going to make here. Yeah. And then I met him outside outside uh, Andre's studio, and then yeah. we and chopped it up. And yeah, we dapped yeah. it up. We went yeah. inside, and then I heard Omid's part, because he had sent me the tech, like the, the lyrics, and then he had shown me like what his flow was going to look like. And uh, so then we went inside, had the beat, and I was like, I'm, I like to work kind of systematically, but also it's like organized chaos. So then I got to this guy to just spit his entire thing, the whole thing, and then I listened to what he was saying, and I was like, what if we went back and forth on this? And he's like, yo, if you want to do it, let's do it. Like, let's go through that. 
And so we chopped up, uh, so I chopped up his verses where we thought sounded good. And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. Split it up just so I had room for my verses. And then I just got there and I just started like writing slash like just spitting what sounded good to me. And then like maybe hour, hour and a half later, I was like, here you go. Here's like, here, what, what do you think? And we're just in the studio like, wow. We're so like, this, this, this is it. Okay, so I, I, I go, you know, it's like, okay, let's warm up. Let's do our thing. So I spit my entire thing, right? I spit the entire verse, right? Yeah. And he's like, we should go back and forth. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, give me an hour. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's like, give me an hour. Okay. In the studio, In the studio yeah. right? So I mean, KB's there, Andre's there, uh, Wells is there. And I'm like, okay, we'll see what he puts together. He hasn't, he hasn't written anything. So me and Andre in the back, me and uh, KB are talking, whatever. Hour goes by. This guy's in his headphones, right? You can't hear any music. So I'm like, I don't know what this guy's cooking, right? He's recording a little bit, then he's going back. He's recording a little bit, then he's going back. And then like an hour goes by and he's like, I got it. And we're like, dude, I'm so excited to hear what you chopped together, right? And he plays it, and we're just like, whoa. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Like, you know, like a light bulb moment goes yeah. off, and you're like, holy shit, this sounds fire. Yeah. Way better than you yeah. ever expected. I've been right on the spot, too. And me knowing you, do you just feel like you flourish under pressure? Like, is that something where if you needed to create something on demand right at that moment, we're back in McEwen days, yeah. projects due tomorrow, yeah. and you still haven't gotten anything done, but it's 1 a.m., yeah. and you know that you got to come up with something. <laughs> you know, so does that just work for you? Like, So, yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. Like, I like to just kind of go, go on the fly. I'm a very on-the-fly, spontaneous individual. I like to just, if something comes up, I'm like, sure, let's do it. But I'm also realizing at this point in my life, there's things that, you know, require planning. My brother just got married that you cannot do that shit off the cuff entirely, okay? You have to, you can't just shoot from the hip and hope it all turns out okay. You gotta really plan everything. So like, some things definitely require planning, but yeah, when it comes to that creative process of making music, um, yeah, it's just a matter of like, this Like this guy will just send me a beat and it's just like, yeah, we'll just come, I'll walk into the studio with nothing written or, or I'll take his beat and I'll listen to it in the shower. Thank God for waterproof phones. I'll listen in the shower and I'll just be like, and then I'll later text him as I'm walking out the shower. I'm like, I'll send you something in 15 minutes. <laughs> and then he gets like a banger. You're like, yeah, wow. This guy's in the shower. I know I got some heat coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, He's come all... in. Why don't you come join me? Come on, get in here. If I'll, I send a, shit I'll send a beat over iMessage. Just got to be like, give me 15 minutes. I'm about to take a shower. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Here we go. This is the shower thoughts, though, man. It's the shower thoughts. But we didn't finish the story because me and him, we took this. We just exported the track, bumped it in our cars, and we took it home. We're like, we're just textual. Like, wow. Just wow. And I was like, Omid, just wait. I was like, the mastermind Risham is going to do his thing to this track, right? And so I just send off Risham all the stems, all the files that he needs for this mixing. And this guy's turnaround time when he's not busy, <laughs> I have to say that, <laughs> when he's not busy, is like just ridiculous. So this guy goes, gets like a rough draft of the mix time. We listen to it. And well, I was like, this is madness. This is madness. And I remember, Omid, you were kind of like iffy on the cuts and stuff like that at first, right? And uh, Karam, our friend Karam was like, no. He came over actually that night. Uh, it was me, Danny, you. Uh, you weren't there though. And then we were all listening. And he's like, Omid told me he didn't like the cuts. I was like, I love the cuts. And Karam's like, yeah, I told him the same thing. He's like, I love the cuts too much. What he's like, the, the cut, like the cut beat cuts, like, you know, when the beat cuts in and out. And like, for what example, happened was like, since like the the way they did it is they chopped up his stuff and then you inserted fuck I'm, i was gonna say it's a positive but you inserted like your verses in between his right yeah, yeah, so yeah. the transition between him and, and him it was like uh he was saying mentioning it, it wasn't completely smooth 
So I wanted to do something with the instrumentation to make that transition smooth between the two guys. Yeah, like we're bouncing back and yeah. forth. The beat cuts, like when he says his last bar, and then it drops when I start saying. You'll you'll words. notice it, Kenny. If you listen again, you'll still you'll notice certain pauses in the beat and like little transitions that Rayshon put together. That was intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So what you guys did it off of in the studio was a very similar mix to what then Rayshon. I think what uh, I said perfected or was completely yeah, different at the time at the time that the beat that we had so the way we make our music is not like you can flesh out a beat and make it all masterful but you're gonna spend probably an hour two hours making that beat and making it sound real nice but what we like to do is I'm like Rasham send me a rough copy of whatever you're working on and if something if there's an earworm or something that sticks out to me then we will uh we'll run with that and so sometimes he'll send like sometimes he sends beats and I'm like I don't think that one's the one for a hit and sometimes he sends one, I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to the studio right now. Like, I'll just be laying in bed at like 11.30, 1 a.m., whatever it might be, and I'll be like, I'm getting up. i am got to do something so I don't forget because sometimes he just sends something. A lot of the time he sends something where I'm like, this has to get done. Yeah. Like, there's a reason we have 100 songs in the vault. But then, but then, so we had the song, we had the mix, sounded good, and Omen's like, we have to shoot a video for this, right? And I'd never shot a music video in my life. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let's do Q Films Media. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this shit, right? Yeah, this dude, it changed everything. It actually, you, you you made, but also fucked up my ear because I had all these songs and I'm like, yeah, one song a month we're going to drop. Then we dropped Savages and I saw the success because it was such a banger of a video. I'm like, I need videos for all these songs. Like, what am I going to do? That's the tour of marketing. I was like, oh man. I was like, now I need that. So then that's, that's why we did like the Let Him Die video. And now we have all these songs that we are planning on shooting videos for. But dude, Omid made it feel effortless. He's like, I got us a warehouse. We show up. He has his buddy, uh, Adriel there. Adriel's an incredible talent as well. Uh, he was shooting, he was behind the camera while me and Omid were doing a thing. And it was just, it was wicked. We did it in two parts. The first day was just me and Omid. Second day, you guys all came through and we had those like, awesome shots. I love that spray yeah, bottle. If you guys want to see me do something really special with the spray bottle, check out Savages right now. Press pause. If you're not driving, check out the Savages video and check me out with that spray bottle. Uh, that's my favorite part. The link will be in the description, I presume. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what uh, what happened for that one. You, yeah. Then I remember when Omen was like, "Oh, this video's sick," and everyone had seen this damn video. <laughs> He's like, "This video's sick. We just finished editing." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a teaser. Send me a teaser." This guy uploads a teaser to Instagram publicly. I'm like, "I still don't know what the fucking video looks like." <laughs> I was like, "What am I gonna do?" The first time I saw it, though, man, I was like, "I've never seen a music video like this." Yeah, straight up. Oh, this was this was like different for me. Yeah. It was Thank so you, hard. Yeah. Everything you needed it to be. Yeah, it was like Cole Bennett, like Lyrical Lemonade style. Like, yeah. what, what inspired you to make that the music video? Did you just work off of what you had? So, the, so normally how I come up with the music videos or any kind of video in particular is I'll get something that's referenced, something that inspires me to like reference off of, to get the mood and the vibe going, right? So the, the, the music video that I looked at was off D's by J.I.D. and J. Oh, Cole. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's black and it's black and white, and their their shirts and their face is colored, and then like weird animations like pop out of nowhere. And I was like, yo, like for Savages, it's like a gritty, you know, grimy. It has to be a grimy video, mm -hmm. right? It has to have that that grime feeling to it. So I was like, okay, black and white for sure. Mm -hmm. But how do we like not just like put black and white in simple transitions? Like how do we like really make it pop and Adriel actually shout out to Adriel Streneth is is Streneth, director yeah. Streneth yeah, yeah. um I talked to him and I was like yo this is what we're going for what do we need to do to get it to there and then you know kind of gave him the concept and I was like hey we're as long as I find a warehouse we can make it grimy enough yeah, and yeah. Then, so we ended up doing a rough cut and the rough cut you guys haven't seen because it was it's just it was just rough black and white little bit of transitions and I was like this isn't good enough like we need to add 
more. So every, probably we had three revisions of the, of the video. And, and then the last time he came over, um, we added those little animations. Yeah. Like when I say Dennis the Menace, the little Dennis, you know, Dennis pops up. Yeah. Little time, the timer where you talk time is up and the timer comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The glass shattering, like all those were like the very final polished Dude. pieces. And then I was like, okay, this is, honestly, if we had like, if I had like another three months, yeah. I could probably make an insane video. Like we could yeah. sit and like re-edit, re-edit, re-edit and make like a Cole yeah. Bennett video type. Yeah, but, but dude, yeah. when we when we are full-time rappers, that's gonna happen, man. That's how it's gonna be. We're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna just sit down, spend three months on a video yeah. and just yeah. really make the shit pop. We talked about this all the time. We're like, oh, that, like we will look at a song from back then and we'll be like, oh, I could have done the mix better, could have changed this first, yeah, or like, could have done something. But I'm like, there's a certain time, there's a, there's a place where you're like, you know what, I'm gonna release this, put give it out to the public, taking some like feedback criticism and then I'm gonna take that and, and make the changes I wanna make. Totally. I think I talked about this with you, Cassius, when we were saying how anytime you put something out, you hope at that time you put it out, you know it's your best. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because you're only gonna get better, That's so true. right? It's like anything. I, I look at that with same thing with competing in jujitsu. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope I'm a better competitor one year from now. Mm -hmm. I know when I look at my matches last year, I'm gonna be like, oh, why didn't I do inverted guard? Because exactly. I didn't know it then. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's the same thing. You're just gonna add new tools and new skill sets, even in whatever craft you do. Totally, right? Man. right? Totally. And I think that's why I shout out to even you, Avnash, because maybe you weren't, uh, you can admit to this or not, mm -hmm. consciously ready to be in a music video yet. You're yeah. just starting to like go through the steps and phases of being like, all right, I'm out as a rapper. Mm -hmm. Let me just, let me just deal with this first. Mm -hmm. Let me just come out and say that, all right, guys, like this, I've been hiding under the closet, but this yeah, is what yeah. I'm doing, yeah, I'm right? And then you get video. asked to do uh, a music video. Yeah. So you you tell me, were you low key kind of like uncomfortable with recognizing that you're about to do a music video? Because it's just to a degree, yes, it's exposure, it's mm -hmm. good exposure, but maybe you weren't ready for that kind of exposure yet. Honestly, no, I, I loved it. Like I was, yeah. I love, I just love, I like, I love me making music and, and music videos are like some of my favorite things to watch. So, and I love watching the creative process. And also now like watching that, watching that get filmed, like, you know, watching Adriel Strenath do everything that he was doing. And then like Cassius was like, you know, really behind the scenes as well, helping making sure everything was just right. Like now, every time I watch someone with a camera, I'm, I'm noticing the things that they're doing, the shots that they're getting, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. And it's, it makes me very cognizant. And then every time I listen to one of my songs now, I'm like, oh, that would be a sick shot. That would be a cool shot. So it kind of, for one, it was like a great exposure in terms of a learning experience and knowing, you know, that next step in that creative process. Um, and then, but then the next part of that is, it's just fun to, it's, I, music is fun. At the end of the day, like, yes, blowing up is that end goal and it would be awesome if that happens, but we started doing the shit because we love the music, you know what I mean? It was me, like for not that long ago, it was like me, Risham, and German B, and we were just like, you know, making songs together. Fly away, bro, I still hit that fly heavy. Away. I've been on some runs, I'm like, fly away, fly <laughs> away, you're never gonna run away, run away, bro. I'm like, awesome. man, my That's legs awesome. are dead so Forty time. I actually listened to it for motivation. Yeah. 40 kilometers in, you're just like, run away. Bro, I want, That's some, I want a bird to fly <laughs> away. That That's point, amazing, bro. man. Like, it's a motivational song. Yeah. You know those heartbreak slow songs you need when you're going at a slower pace, yeah. that's, that's when you slap on Amon, bro. I've never heard anyone running to far away. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Far away is like, you know, it's like 3 a.m. You just Your girl just broke up with you. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, fuck it, let's break this shit and go home. Bro, you feel the same when you're 40 clicks in. Yeah. You feel the same, bro. It's a, it's a different kind of heartbreak, bro. Like, you start to ask yourself, why the fuck am I yeah. here right now? Like, that's totally play weird. far away, bro. Because you feel like you're running far away. Yeah. Right? Like, you're just done, man. Yeah. It's a good song. That's awesome. Yeah. I I, it's cool for us to 
look at other people hearing what we made in a bedroom. Yeah, like, yeah, mm. we make this in our, we, yeah, we, like before the Adriel studio, room. we had never been in another studio, I, or I had never set foot in a professional, this was even in a house, yeah. but it looked like a professional studio, it was pretty much. This, okay, Andre's studio is an abnormality. Yeah. Like, that is like, <laughs> that's not a home studio. professional as it gets, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you like, never, like, even I wasn't, like, I've been in, in it doing, I've been in studios all over the city, Yeah. and I hadn't seen anything like that. Yeah. So, it, I was like, wow. Two booths, is, he had two booths, he had a booth <laughs> for a everything. drummer, and then he had a booth for vocalists, and I was like, we can do both. And then we decided to just record in the room instead. I was like, okay, this is like, I was like we dude, didn't even use, use the room. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's insane. I want to get all your guys' opinion on this because I think how you said it was very beautiful. Let's recognize it. There's listeners out there who might, you know, rap with their homies and they might do what we always do where we drop a beat and then we slap something. And there's going to be that one goat, right? Mm-hmm. Where everyone's like, yo, man, when are you going to, when are you going to like finally, you know, you got all the raps in your notes and you're spitting it all up. When are you going to go out there? When are you going to like show people your talents? But he's like, no, man, not ready yet. Like almost you five years ago, right? But you finally, you're like, yo, this is it. I'm going to do it. It's sick to see. So if we can motivate someone to actually do what you're doing and what you're doing and what you're doing and just push them over the edge a little bit and not be afraid, because let's be honest, there's that fear. I don't know if you guys ever felt that. I have. Right before podcasting, I would want to talk and have these deep level conversations. Part of me was worried still sometimes to this day. What are people going to think? Right. Are they going to like it? Are they going to dislike it? Right. But you still do it anyway because you love it. But I want to know from each and every single one of you guys, what would be your advice to that person who just heard you say that you weren't fearful of the music video? In fact, you took it on as a learning opportunity. You know, despite however way it goes, you have to get your first music video done anyway. You have to put out your first song, whether it's good to you or not. It's just got to get done. So what's your advice to someone out there who clearly is good at it or they have potential, but they're fearful of putting it out there because they're worried about, let's just say, uh, what people think or they're worried for other reasons. What would your advice be? Even if you're good, even if you're bad, like everyone starts somewhere, man. There was a time where freestyling I was not good at, you know, like I would just get in my car, put on whatever I was listening to for that day. And then I would just turn it on just enough so I could hear the beat and I would just rap and it would suck. It sucked for a while, but then eventually you kind of pick up things. You learn how wordplay works. You start to, you know, you study the game and you realize where it goes. Right. So for me or any creative pursuit that anyone really takes, uh, I think it's super important to just be comfortable with putting yourself out there. Even if it sucks, man, it's like a catalog for yourself. Like we listened to some of our songs that we first released, like Far Away, for example, and we're like, this song is not that great. Like, I love the song. It's still a vibe, but the mixing and like the my, my vocals and everything, we were like, we could have done so much better. But you look back and now you look at songs that we're releasing today or we have planned release for next month and we're like, look at that. Like, look at that progression. And so for anyone that wants to try and, and, and you know, chase a creative pursuit, I say just do it. Just get started. Even if you just start in your bedroom and you're practicing, that's all it takes. And as soon as you feel like even that little inkling of, of putting it out there, even if you don't feel it ready yet, just put it out there. See the feedback. You'll actually see how much support there is. And it just gives you enough to keep going. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, that's that's my advice is just go for it because we live in a life short and uh, we're really pretty insignificant. And so if you can, man, make the difference that you can in whatever big or small way that you can. Love that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like, yeah, so, so similar with me, uh, when we started releasing songs, like for specifically for us, um, I remember telling him, he's like, yo, let's release this. I'm like, bro, it's not ready. I don't like the mix. The master's not loud enough. If I play it compared to these other commercial songs, it doesn't sound the same. The kicks don't hit as hard. The, the bass isn't as loud. Uh, I was like, the vocals aren't right. And so he's like, man, this is like, fuck it, let's release it. And uh, I remember the, the night we released Far Away, 
Um, that was crazy. I mean, like we, we we were making songs and listening to them in the car, and then we would switch back to like the Drake album we were listening to, right? Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where we were making these songs and we were like actually listening to them on the way to the gym and on the way to the work, mm-hmm. on, on uh, to work, right? So I was like, man, I'm actually genuinely like these songs. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were good enough to release, and and we just did it, and then. The reaction we got from our followers on like it was just Instagram. Mm-hmm. We we're posting it on Instagram. Hey guys, we just dropped, mm-hmm. and people are storing our posts, and and other people are sharing with other people, right? And it's like, look at the love. Like there mm-hmm. could be a lot of people out there that say that's not a great song, but the love we got was like, dude, we gotta push this thing, you yeah. know? And it feels good, and that's the only way you're gonna grow. Yeah, hundred percent. You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? Yeah. So uh, take that mentality with you and just get out there and do it. Yeah, and a huge shout out to German too, man. I think uh, I think if German didn't start because we were all making we were making music for a while, just rapping, putting tracks together, and then German was like, I want to rap too, and so we started rapping, singing with us, and then you know it, we that's that's what kind of once we had like because then we ended up with songs, you know what I mean? Like before we were just doing like freestyles, hooks weren't really important. German really brought like the singing aspect into our music a little bit, and uh, and and then as a result of that, we were like you know we felt like we had hooks. We felt like in Far Away, for example, I wasn't really much of a singer. I did, I, I I still rely on autotune at times right uh sometimes we go without it but it's it german really brought that melodic approach to it which was awesome and so uh being able to he's actually now he's switching to punjabi music uh you've heard his songs german b you've heard his songs he's absolutely killing it in the punjabi industry and uh, yeah no man just it's crazy to see how it all comes together and how he uh like he he pushed us and then we pushed each other and then now it's just now it's just taking on its own form and rather than it just being like a hobby that we do on the side it's like uh it's a small business that you're trying to scale and grow you know what i mean I actually saw your Instagram story. You actually, like, you guys were outside the, high, the hall the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of that. And, uh, and uh, you have, like, you have, like, on, on your phone. Your phone, phone just going, going. He killed it. Killing it. Killing it. Right, right, right spot, from spot, scratch. He was ready. Remember that? I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was good. Like, you could yeah. hear the passion in his right? voice, yeah. man. And think, think of, that's the same guy that had a voice note of him driving, singing. Yeah, he used to send WhatsApp videos. And he's like, do not share this with anybody. And Abby shared it with me. He was telling Ivy, don't share with anybody. He showed it to me and I told German, I was like, dude, you're unreal. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> mad at Ivy. <laughs> 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 and now he's doing music videos. Sometimes you need that. Look at where it started. Yeah. That's, That's right? someone point exhibit A yeah. who felt like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna keep it with the homies. Totally. Right? I don't want this to go anywhere. Yeah, but let people hear what you're good at. Yeah, straight up, man. Right? Well, I'll, I'll, take, I'll a take a different approach, approach to that aspect. Yeah. I remember when I started rapping or at least writing. I needed those years to be by myself and write and make mistakes. I remember rapping to my cousins in the car and being like, what do you think? Or like recording it and then, you know, and just like getting it to the close homies first. You know what I mean? And I think that now more than ever, everything on online is so like, you know, everyone's got it all right. Or everyone's doing everything and it's so good. So it's, I feel like now it's a little tougher to put yourself out there. Because you see, for example, someone sees Savages, yeah. and they look at me like, "Oh man, like the, the quality's so good. The you know the the song is so highly produced, et cetera, et cetera." But they don't know the three, four years when I was in my basement, mm-hmm. totally, mm-hmm. just sitting there syllable by syllable, trying to fix my flow and like scratching and like going over it again and rewriting and mm-hmm. going back to these old like these booths in the library for free just to get a free hour to record, not knowing how to mix because i'm not a producer makerspace Ma- yeah exactly yeah, yeah makerspace yeah. yeah i used to go there for years man yeah, yeah, yeah but like again you need that time to get the bad out yeah you know what i'm saying like people people message me now and they're like dude you're you're you're, you're really good man you got to keep going it's like bro like go like f- like three or four years back mm-hmm. 
go back and like it's garbage mm -hmm. compared to you know what i'm saying but i needed those reps so yeah, yeah. i think the advice would be get the bat out so yeah. continue practicing go try stuff send it to your homie get feedback get honest feedback you know yeah and then when you feel like you're you got somewhat of a decent voice or somewhat of a decent sound okay now put it out on facebook yeah, now put it on instagram 100%. it's never going to be like holy shit, who is this person yeah. but to get to a point of okay you're confident in a little bit in your mm -hmm. sound and your yeah. flow and your and what you're writing so yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of what, you what you just said there is just be clear on the foundation you need to build mm -hmm. and the foundation you're going to build is uh, it's so cliche to say, but get your reps in, yeah, get your right? Reps say it out loud, get it out of your head, get it out of your notes page on your phone, yeah. do it in front of your homies when you're all just hanging out with a few couple beers deep and you got some liquid courage, right? Then, you know, take, uh, I don't know, take a shot at going on White Ave and performing in front of 20 people, right? That's for anyone. That's someone in comedy. That's someone who wants to compete. That's someone who wants to do rap. Uh, like, I'll tell you guys one story. It reminded me of uh, what you guys just said. I'll keep his... Uh, uh, he's a really good friend of mine. I'll keep him anonymous just out of respect to him, but I'm sure he won't mind me sharing it. He's in a position where he is wanting to get into content. He wants to build it. And he's at a point in his life where he's persistent in recognizing that he, he needs and knows that this is for him. But there's that fear of approaching people. So he wants to get into a little bit of documentary-esque shooting, go to strangers, ask them like just deep thought-provoking questions, right? Like one of them I thought was cool. He just wanted to go to people and be like, hey, like just genuinely like camera in front of their face, ask for their permission. Hey, I just want to let you know and, and ask a question and see if it's okay to go out. Um, are you genuinely happy in life right now? <laughs> like, just ask that and see where it goes, right? And just like, yeah, just ask again. And he likes it because he's like, oh, like, whoever asked that, you know? And I think, uh, not to go off a tangent, but Omid in the previous episode talked about how you ask questions, right? Sometimes if you just say, hey, how's it going? And that high-pitched voice, that person's gotten so used to asking that that they may not necessarily mean it. But now Sean, as a stranger, comes into play, goes and stops someone in their tracks at a, at a dog park, and then goes, hey, yes. how happy are you right now? He didn't keep him anonymous, by the way. That's his anonymous name. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is the advice that this person in my life got from Sean Canungle, the creator of DMSK. Okay, so now he's really out there. It's a different Sean. Oh, it's a different okay, okay, Sean. Okay, okay. So Sean Canungle oh, went to this other friend of mine, yeah, yeah. and he said this, and this was brilliant. He said, listen, man, whatever you're afraid of, you got to understand that you're the main character of your own story and everyone else is the main character of their own. So whether you decide to mess up or not and you go out there and you want to talk to 10 people and, and you feel embarrassed that they're going to say no, well, guess what? They're going to go home to bed that night and they're going to have a billion other problems on their hands mm -hmm. that comes first before thinking of the, the random stranger that came into their life and asked to be on a documentary they didn't want to be on. So he was just saying like, man, at the end of the day, whatever you put out there at first, it's going to be your five closest homies that are going to care. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, and if no one, if no one, yeah, if no one likes it, then so be it. They're, they're, they're going to buy, they're going to go scrolling and continuing on, not caring what you just posted or they will. Great. But if not, don't worry about it. This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Shift by Alberta Innovates. Our province is a hotbed of innovation. Now, in Season 2, Shift's hosts Katie Dean and John Hagen put the spotlight on Albertan innovators working to improve the world, one ripple at a time. Here's a taste of the Shift podcast by Alberta Innovates. 
Make Shift by Albrecht Innovates your next podcast binge. Join us as we take a deep dive with the people that are driving Alberta's 21st century economy. These global movers and shakers are working to solve today's challenges, create new opportunities, and build a healthy, sustainable, and prosperous future for Albertans today and for generations to come. Just when you think you know all about Alberta, we're here to shift your perspective. I don't know if I could stress this enough. We have a top three institution in arguably the most important technology in the entire world right now. We will prove a lot of people wrong by coming out of this even stronger. And the way we will do it is by finding ways to help businesses be cash flow positive and by willing to, you know, find the ways that we can help. We're just starting to scratch the surface. And I mean, Calgary just this uh, last month announced the fact that they broke their record again for venture capital investment. And some of this is in fintech, some of this is in a whole bunch of different areas where we originally didn't even you know, have these types of core industries in Alberta. We have diversification in our DNA. We just have forgotten about it. Sincerely, we are blessed in Alberta to have all the infrastructure that we do have. Tune in to Shift by visiting shift.albertainnovates.ca or your favorite podcast app. And at the end of the day, like, I think a lot of people, this is another thing for creatives, is a lot of people think, care about what their friends, their family, what their immediate circle are going to think. But, like, when we make songs, we're not, like, yeah, I love that my friends listen to it, but we're not making it for them. We're making it for the world. You know what I mean? Ideally, we can get set this to a world stage. We can scale it so we have, you know, millions of fans that are just, like, coming to our shows and wanting to see everything. So you're not really, like, you, your your nuclear circle or even your extended circle is is really just a small part of the market, a really minuscule part of the market that you're trying to tap into. And so that's why I think all these other rappers can like go out there and just talk about like fucking bitches, money, cars, clothes that they don't have a lot of the time because uh, they think that they're, you know, they're, they're tapping into a larger market. You know, they're tapping to an aspirational market. They're trying to get a lot of people to go for it. And there's nothing wrong with that music, but um, it's just, it's just, they know, they, they actually recognize more than even I do, or a lot of people do at this point that, you know, you're tapping into a, on a global scale uh, and, and it's not, you don't have to just impress the people in your hometown. It's you're you're going you're trying to go you know across the country across North America and wherever else it takes it. Now, now, now you bring a crazy point. Have you guys seen the movie Gully Boys? Gully Boys, no, no, I haven't. You no. both have to watch Gully Boys. Yeah. It's like that. You've seen yeah. it, right, Omen? You told me. Yeah. This movie is like the um, Eminem version of Bollywood. It's like Eight Mile. It's like Eight. Like yeah, <laughs> that's what it is, man. No, but is Eight Mile it's better? Where's Gully Boys better? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if you're South Asian, you'll appreciate Gully, Gully Boys. Yeah, yeah. But then if you're not, you're going to be like, this is just a rip-off of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. stupid. Like, exactly. Like, yeah, it depends yeah, yeah, on yeah, what yeah, the you know, yeah, ethnic background you're coming from. But when you said that when you're rapping about, like, you know, the whole... Uh, pussy money weed mm, thing, right? right? And people have those phases and they want to like uh, get involved in that because they think that's what's like, oh, everyone's rapping about. You have to figure out first, okay, is that what you're about? Is it really what you're about? If it is, all right, go ahead, go pussy money weed. If that's really who you are, tell no problem, right? But if you're like, you know, Gali boy from the slums in Mumbai and, and you've been like, you know, living off at of $10 a day and your dad goes to you and says, I'm broke, so are you. You know, stop this rap journey. You 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 gotta recognize that you're gonna be as broke as me, and that's your story. Mm-hmm. Okay, then rap about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cool thing about what you shared is, no matter how global your audience gets or how tiny it is, be authentic yeah. and, and like rap about who you are. Yeah. 
you know, like go back home and figure out. And that's why when I when I, I reference this movie because I loved it, because the gully boy, the main character, he got all sad, right? He got all sad, boy. He went to his buddy who saw potential in him, and he's like, oh, but yeah, my neighbor rich, my neighbor girls don't like me. Also, I don't have money. Also, no experience, no degree. Maki hai, I'm nothing, right? He's like, I, what am I? And his friend's like, you bloody idiot. He's like, you're gully boy. You come from slum. You come from nothing. You have story. You have merit. You have everything that you have in your life. <laughs> just like motivated him and just said like, your story is who you are. So share it. Tell the world what it's like. You know, tell them about what it's like having a father that you know thinks he's uh, so below you. And, and, and you're right, or sorry, thinks that you're just as below as he is. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's just cool, like, even from a movie perspective or a creative perspective mm-hmm. is like, you gotta remind yourself mm-hmm. that whatever you're putting out there, you're sharing a story. Mm-hmm. I think, That's what it's so beautiful about I, all of you I, doing. I think what people forget is that there's levels to this shit. There's levels. You know what I mean? Like there's levels to it and mm-hmm. it depends on what level you are. Yeah. And when you look at other people and you start comparing yourself, that's where you that's where you lose. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right? You know what I mean? Like just yeah. sit internally and just start building. Like. Mm-hmm. This rap shit, the stuff that we do now, this production, this this wouldn't have happened if if I was just starting out right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't have this space to chat. We wouldn't have this like this wouldn't have manifested. Had I quit two years into the into the rapping or the media, right? So if I would have compared myself to J. Cole at the time or Logic or any of these big rappers or media moguls and stuff, and be like, man, they got a production crew and they mm-hmm. got all this, they got all these producers wanting them and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, I would have lost. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have lasted to this point. So I think that's a problem with creatives too, is that they always, they look and they're like, I'm not good enough. Uh, my shit isn't good enough. I, I can't post this. Our mutual friend too. You got to get those reps in. You got, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't even have to be posted. Don't post it. Show it to your friends. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Have a, you know, viewing party or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is just getting the bad out and then yeah. you'll get to the good. You know? Even honestly though, like even when there's like, so people, even in music, people will never really remember what you said. Sometimes people will be like, oh, that was a bar, but that's like a niche kind of music fan. A lot of people, they don't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you they felt when they were listening to your song. Yeah. And so that's why artists like Travis Scott are so successful because when you listen to, you know, you put on Astroworld or Days Before Rodeo and you're listening to that front to back for the first time, you're like, wow. Like there's nothing lyrically that grabs me there, except in, except like say for a few songs. But the experience of it, the the way it made me feel, I'm always going back to the days before rodeo, rodeo even, and I'm just like, wow, this is this is truly like a project. And so it doesn't always have to be about the bars. It doesn't always have to be about the lyrics. It's about sometimes it's about a feeling. You know what I mean? It's about really just getting something off your chest. And um, and when you're able to do, that's where Travis Scott really taps in. Is there's a lot of people that can just say words with auto tune on it, and that's it. But the way he's able to, you know, take advantage of his melodies, he's able to tell a whole different story without really using words that much, right? He's doing, you know, like reverb, echo, you know, just crazy falsettos and stuff like that. But it makes you feel some sort of way. I remember the first time I heard Sickle Mode, and Drake comes in, and you say, "Yeah," and you're like. <laughs> like, what the fuck Drake did? Because it had no features, right? Yeah. It just had sickle mode. You know, like, Drake literally is... started that song. He's like, Astro. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, Astro. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I remember I was with my cousin, Sahib. And I was, I were, he was driving and I, we we're in his car. He has a great sound system in this Lexus. And uh, we just hear Astro and we're like, Drake? <laughs> and this is, and that was the third song on the album and we had just heard Frank Ocean. And we're like, this guy's playing no games with features, man. I was like, holy shit. Like it was, really, yeah. it was madness, man. Like he, like, 
so that, like, there's levels to this shit and, and in more ways than one. And I think that, um, I think if you, if, if the music that you put out there, you know, it, it, it's reflective of who you are as a person, or even if it just, it can set a mood of the way you're feeling in that moment. And, you know, you can share the way that you're feeling with, a, you know, millions of people or, you know, the tens of people, people in your city, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. It's just about sharing that feeling, right? Like I have a, like closure, for example, or savages. Savages is getting people pumped in the gym. Closure is people letting them in on my life and letting them know what we're going through, right? And then you got songs like, uh, like, uh, Savage, Savage is pretty rowdy, man. <laughs> I, just, I keep thinking about Savage, and I'm like, man, we go off yeah. on that one. Like, that was a good song. That's too good. Yeah. I, I want to pick Rasham's brain about this, though, because Rasham comes from mainly being the producer of the music. You also obviously rap with Avnash, yeah. but from what it seems. Once. Yeah, and I heard it. It was good. Yeah, a couple of those. I want to know from those who also are in your shoes of producing and creating the, the, the music, is... Is it so much of what you love doing, knowing that potentially, I might be wrong here, you may not get as much of the fame that comes yeah, with yeah, being in the industry? Yeah. You know, like, well, where, where do you sit with that? Do you kind of think about that? Uh, let's be honest. I mean, maybe both of you can agree. It's pretty exciting on the fact that you get to sing to a sick-ass beat. You get to drop some bars. You got an audience in front of you chanting your name. Like, there's, there's... Part of the adrenaline rush you get and the excitement of knowing you get your name out there. I'm just wondering from your perspective, Risham, and knowing that if it doesn't come with that, is that accepted? Are you just like, well, I ain't doing it for them, you know? Dude, dude fantastic question. Um, yeah, it's true, man. Producers don't get the credit, but now they, like, you guys would know this now. Now they do, man. People like Alex Tomei, Mixed by Ali, uh, Kenny Beats, they are getting recognition for doing the shit they do. Uh, 40 as well, Drake's producer. They're getting the recognition now because people understand how uh, we have the power to make someone sound like shit and make someone sound like that was recorded in a $2 million studio in a bedroom. Mm -hmm. That's that's on the producer, right? Um, so I think that uh, for me personally, you know what, man? Like I feel like... When we, when we started together, this guy, this guy would shout me out on fucking every, every track. I still do, honestly. Even our still, he still does. <laughs> on every, I think on every song we have, I'm mentioned in some way, shape, or form, right? right? And dude, honestly, for me, that's enough because when we got into this music shit, it was just me and him, right? And then Gurmy came, and then like we did the collab with Cassius, and it was fucking awesome. But when it was just me and him, he's like, "Bro, I'm taking you with me." He's like, "We're in this shit together." And and I know people look at me like I'm the producer. And I do do a lot of the production and the mixing, but this guy sits in there in front of the screen and says, "No, fade it out here. Let's do this." He's part of the process 100% of the time. And 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 Travis Scott, people don't know this. He's a producer too, right? So like a lot of these rappers are a huge part of the production. Um, and for me, it's just I love to be a part of the ride, man. I don't really care about being at the at the fort, like you know, in front of the lights and everything. But for me, it's like. We, uh, we, uh, we were kind of talking about this the other day. There was an empty space in this room and a few people walked into it, maybe me and him and, uh, and Cassius. And there was this empty space and out of that empty space, we made something that, it, you know, it's not tangible, but we created a feeling. It's like painting. 
Silence is our canvas. Exactly, exactly. And it's uh, and that is a is a really good feeling that no amount of fame or money could ever touch because there's people that are there are famous and they have a ton of money and they're still living a shitty life, right? And for us, we can do the shit. We're not getting money off of it, right? Yeah. Bucks. You know, <laughs> take my girl to Taco Bell. Let's go, baby. This money's on wrap. This meal's on wrap, baby. Don't worry. I got you, girl. Well, like you know, it's not gonna really—it's not paying us really much, and it's—it's uh, it's not getting us really famous. You know, it's not like we have a million followers on Instagram. But dude, we listen to our shit, and on the way to Walmart, we are walking to Walmart with a smile on our face. Yeah. Like, we just made that shit, you know. And that feeling is so humbling. And and when we we see other people listen and laugh and smile and say, "Yo, that was sick, man. They let you." That's a really good feeling, man. You know, the other day we were at where did we go Saturday night? Central? Central? Yeah, Central. Yeah, Central. Yeah, 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 yeah. And someone came out and he's like, dude, are you beat by Ray 6? I was like, who the hell are you? Yeah, man. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm from Vancouver. I'm not even from here. And someone said that, right? Crazy. And I was like, that's that's crazy because he saw they saw us together, right? So, like, I, I guess he recognized, but I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that's a good feeling. But, yeah, man, to answer your question, I, I, love, I love it. I love just being where I am with the music stuff and collaborating is, is one of the best things that, you know, that this was our first other collaboration with Germany. Germany. Exactly. And, uh, it, it actually it was awesome because. That was, that was the first time he had to actually bring it on, on like on some rap shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck, I'm going like you can't, you can't get body, yeah, you know? Yeah. You can't get body yeah, on the same yeah. fucking song." I heard the guy's verse. I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> I was gonna say, "Give me thirty minutes." I was like, "I need an hour." <laughs> like on off these, you were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Like Jid had to bring it. There's no way you're gonna let J Cole oh, yeah. outdo the little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Right? Yeah. right? Was that off these? Off these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I feel I felt like in the same way it was like you you were a bigger artist than Abby was at the time, and he had, he was like dude I'm I'm gonna fucking bring it I'm gonna bring it I'm gonna, bring it. And, I'm gonna wash that really good. Good. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't we didn't tell that story about uh, KB how we made KB think what how we made KB think that we were, oh, yeah. we were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we told everyone, everyone that was at that studio that they were like, yeah, we didn't finish the track. We were like, it's, we beefed. Uh, I wanted to do some melody. Didn't you make a diss track? I did make a diss track. You did make a diss track. But that will never see the light of day. <laughs> I can never see the light of day. It's a joke though. Bro, it was so funny. Okay, so we finished the, we finished the track, man. We're like, oh my God, this shit's a banger. And then KB had left before Avnash's part. He's like, okay, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna go work out and come back. I wanna see where this goes. And so we finished the track. KB's are still working out or whatever. And we're like, bro, we should, we should mess with him. We should fuck with him. We should say that we didn't finish the track and then we got into an argument. We just left halfway through the song. <laughs> and I told Andre too, because Andre is super close with him. I was like, yo, Andre, you got to be in on this because I know KB's going to text you. And then so I messaged KB or I think it was Avnash. One of us texted him and was like, yeah, man. Because he's like, how's the song going? I want to hear it. Like, send it over. And I'm like, yo, bro, we didn't finish it. Like... You know, Avnash isn't budging. He's super stubborn. I, fuck this guy. I'm out. Like, we, I just laughed. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, what? You guys had such, you know, like you guys had such good chemistry in the studio before I left. And then, and then he texts, he calls Avnash. Calls Avnash calls. is not picking up. He's like calling Avnash like six or seven times. He's not picking up. Not and then now, he texts him like, yo, what happened? And then this man makes a diss track. Yeah, I just sent a diss track called Fuck Cashes. And it starts with Fuck Cashes. Fuck He's like Cashes. singing it, bro. It's so yeah, jokes. Yeah. Like, it's actually hilarious. <clears throat>
Oh yeah. I was like, man. I was like, do I have to choose one of them? <laughs> like, I gotta choose Zombie because we're in the second floor. But I love having that. I was like, it was a conflict, man. I felt like I was getting pulled like a noodle, bro. You know the cheese prank, bro? You know why I want us to do that? Because KB pranks everybody. Yeah, he always. All the time, bro. He can, he pranks everyone, man. Yeah, that's awesome. And he was like, this is the first time someone's got me this bad. Yeah, that's good. He's that's like, great. I did not expect that from you. Yeah, bro. well done. Well done. Yeah, we we got him. That was fun. But yeah, that, but yeah, that, that collab is, is so important to do for music. Yeah. I feel like you, like you grow as an artist, and I think you came out of that a better rapper, dude. And you came out of that. You do some music, someone else's vocals, vocals, you learn how to learn how to progress. So we were thinking of like just getting it mixed by a professional, get it mastered by a professional, and then like we actually paid for a professional master. Oh, really? Wow. And, uh, and we were listening to it, and we're like, you know what? I think I like our version a little better. Mm-hmm. Right? So we just, you know, we did pay someone to master it, and we just kind of threw it in the trash and uploaded our own version to, uh, to all the streaming services. Damn. So you chose yours yeah. in comparison like to the mastering. Us, I'm like, we, had it, we had it. It was just me and him. And now we have you on the vocals. And I'm like, shit, yeah. you guys are step bar mix and master. Yeah. 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 When I say yeah. slapping slap harder than your stepdad, I am not playing. I mean that. I mean that. These beats will slap. I dare you to, to find my stepdad. You're going to be hard pressed. You're going to be hard pressed to find that. I'm sorry. I appreciate I'm sorry. That. I, for, appreciate I, that. I don't know if we're trying to tap into the stepdad market, but <laughs> they're going to be pretty offended. By that. <laughs> hey, man. But if yeah. he said what he said, <laughs> that's true. You'd be fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man. Hit me up on Instagram. Beats by Race yeah. We're always willing to work with like anyone who has the right attitude. Yeah. That's that, that, that's that's all it comes down to, man. Attitude. It's gonna cost you though. You, you can <laughs> teach someone. <laughs> it's gonna cost you like ten grand. I'll play it. I'll play it. But I lo- I love when people hit me. Like this happened before. But like, yo, man, can you make me a beat? And and you know they'll have their opinions on what it should be. And then you know if I if they send me a sample and they're just completely out of whack, you know I tell them they work on your craft a little bit, right? Um, but, but if someone, if has, someone the right has the right attitude, attitude dude, that's, that's the best because mm-hmm. you can grow with that kind of person. Like Golda. Yeah, Golda yeah. Golda's an incredible talent. Right? right? Incredible talent. Um, like, she's, she's, she has this voice that's just amazing and she has the right attitude and and you can work with that, mm-hmm. you know? 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 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 Yeah. Totally. totally, and you see like all these rappers, and they're always boasting, right? And they're always talking shit. And if you were like that with all the people around you in a studio, man, you're not gonna make a song. No friends, man. Right? You're not gonna have any friends in this stuff. And and I think having friends, like you know, you hear the saying like, no, there's no friends in this business, bro. There are friends in this business. There is, and you have to have friends in order to get shit done. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're never gonna do it all by yourself. 100, man. Wholeheartedly agree. And everyone that I've actually ended up working with, I develop a close personal relationship, like with Omit, like everyone, I. Yeah, every single person that I have rapped with, I have gotten on FaceTime with, helped them download Logic, like bootleg. Well, it's real Logic, but they log in with my Apple ID to get it for free. <laughs> and then I'm on FaceTime with them. Like I did this with Omid like probably like three, four months ago. And yeah. uh, you know, we, you, I teach them like how to like mix tracks. I show them the like a, a vocal template that they can just work with and play with, right? Uh, same thing with Goldeye. When they, you know, we just had a quick call. I explained to her like how to record the song. And uh, she, you know, next thing you know, we're, we're working together. And all these people are such cool, genuine people that you actually just, while you're talking to them and you're showing them things and you're sharing your screen, you're like, what are you up to? What's your life like, right? And you get to know these people real well. And uh, I think 
I think that just overall helps the craft. It makes you want to work harder. It makes everyone want to, you know, work together. And next time, you know, say we hit up Golda, say we hit up Cassius, say, hey, let's let's make another song. It's like, yeah, let's get to it. Like, you know what I mean? We're all motivated to make something happen. Whereas if you don't really know someone, you're like, yeah, I'll get to it. And then life is busy. You have so many things going on. You probably will never yeah. get to it. You know what I mean? And plus, if you're using someone else to just like try to try to do this yeah. and you're using that other person, like, oh, let me just try to use this person as a crotch yeah. and get and, you know, that's never going to be good, man. You, you got to be like trying to grow together like that and not try to just use someone to get yourself somewhere else, you know? So true. Eventually. Yep. Totally. Communication, man. It's like with anything totally. in life, with family, friends, you know, relationships, like that you're in, intimate relationships, whatever it is, man, it's just communication. If you can communicate yeah. where your head's at effectively to another person and that other person is a rational human being, um, then you're going to be able to get a lot further than if you just wanted to clash heads about everything, right? It's easy It's easy to critique something. It's very easy to critique something, right? But if I send Risham a song and, and he's like, yo, I'll get to this probably at the end of the week. I'm slammed right now. I got a lot of things going on. It's like, at least you let me know, you know, what's going on, right? If you communicate and you keep things going and you, you, know, you, you keep that relationship. And on, on top of that, like, especially when it's like me and Rishon, like we, have, we came up together. There's this underlying love. You know, when we first made our first, like, I think it was a $7 off Sundown, I texted him and I was like, I'm going to take Gavin to Taco Bell. Do you want some of this money? I was like, what do you, what do you think, bro? I was like, what do you think? I was like, what do you think? I'll eat transfer you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just love and, you know, it's just communication and just bringing everyone together. Because at the end of the day, man, that's all the, the tool. That's the tool that we really have here, right? It's just, it's just shooting people. And, and Abby does this really well. Like, call people out yeah. when, when they're out of line. Like, I remember my first time saying anything to you was back in, like, grade 8. And I think you were grade nine. And he's texting on the phone late at night. And I'm like, brother, I'm in town from Vancouver. I'm in Edmonton. I'm at your house. Please put the phone away. I just want to really hang out with you because I only see you once a year. And and he looked at the phone. He chucked it. And he's like, bro, you're fucking right. Let's let's talk all night long. And we did. And we did. And we did. And it's good. Yeah. And it was nerve wracking for my kind of personality to call people out. Like it's a little scary for me. But and some people just hit. They can do it in their sleep, right? But that was like that's just a small little thing. But it goes a long way, right? So yeah, communication is probably like the number one thing to avoid. And you know what? Have your intentions clear as well, right? Uh, it does, that does kind of come back into communication, but tell people not only what you're thinking, but what what your what your plans are for the future, what you would change in the past. Because that's all that that all needs to be heard by the other party. It gives context and it helps people understand you better, right? Yeah. Yeah. If people can understand where your head's at. Sorry, what was that? No, I was just gonna say, just adding on top of everything you guys said, is is finding you know homies and and people that you want to work with who are just as hungry as you. Mm-hmm. You know, and totally. I uh, I've been I've been putting myself out there a lot over the last four or five, six years and just working with different types of people. But I think the last probably couple, like last couple of years, just meeting Kenny and 
and the, and the homies that all all the guys are just hungry as fuck mm -hmm. yeah. and 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 that's the people i want to be around with and it 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 uh, before it was like guys were like oh yeah like yeah man i'll send you your mix yeah man i'll i'll get to it yeah man i'll get to it and then three weeks passes by and it's like dude like what's going on what's going on i gotta move to the next thing yeah you know what i mean and it's like I, and it was so frustrating, man. I'm like, man, these people just don't want it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I want it. And this is the first time. Even the reason this podcast is successful two and a half years in mm -hmm. is because he holds me to a high fucking standard. Yeah, yeah. And I hold and and vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's I I don't have to worry about man. Kenny's not gonna send me you know, X, Y, Z, or he knows that I'm going to get the episode delivered. I know he's going to get his parts delivered. And, and, and that's why it's like, Hey, let's continue. I don't have to worry about him. If I don't have to worry about him, then I know that he's going to bring it all every, every single time. Yeah. Accountability is important. I swear to God, I thought I could like work on love from getting roped and then getting unroped and then not being in that relationship anymore. I could write a book about love just being roped. Yeah, bro. You know, like it would be like the book of love. Yeah. By two people who are friends in Yeah, totally. Everything in relation, relationships, friendships, family, all of it really, like I said, communication is like the, the paramount piece. Even with Omid, like, uh, you know, he's been, I know I have like four things I have to get this guy right now. So as he was saying that, but I did, I texted him when I was like, yo, it's my brother's wedding right now. I was like, I'm slammed. I was like, I promise you I'll get back to this. Like, I did not forget. I was like, I will get it done. And uh, he's like, cool. He's like, I'll get it. Like, just let me know when you're free. Let's get it done. Right. And like pretty much right after this, I'm probably going to go home. I'm going to go on this guy's laptop. We literally have not had a time, like a second to spare. It's been, it's been madness. See, I was, I've been here since July 9th and I've probably seen you guys like three times. And that was for, it was, it was for yeah. wedding events. It was, it was rowdy. So I am yeah. notorious in following up with people. So don't feel. No, but it was good. I, it was good. When you followed like, up, I was like, yo, I was like, this is where my head's at. I was like, I'll let you know. And it was, we were good to go. Right. Like, yeah. You didn't, it wasn't like, Hey man, like, fuck you. Yeah. Just, yeah. Why, why are you, yeah. why are you leaving me on? Fuck you, it's the yeah. 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 Distract yeah. 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 Fuck out. I see the distract. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's so I just check on Spotify when I'm like, oh, I didn't see this in the discography. That's a drill. Yeah. These jokes. No, you guys all make such good points. It's it's the ability to have someone to hold you accountable. Yeah, man. If I didn't do this with Cashes, I'd probably have two podcast episodes out. You could probably only hear half of yeah, mm -hmm. and, and the, the hungry, like, the hungry part is really important too because yeah. we'll uh, punch in the bar like 15 times just to get it perfect. Yeah. And he, he'd be like, "How's that?" And if I said, "Yeah, I think that's fine. Let's just use that," we're not pushing each other, man. Yeah. We're not pushing yeah. each other. Yeah. If I say, "If I said, dude, I think you can do better," then he's like, "You know what? I can do better." And then he goes back into the microphone and does it better. Exactly. And if it's if the we think the 50th time is going to be better than the 49th time, then let's do it the 50th yeah, time, exactly. right? We're here right now. Let's let's, let's do get it. it done. So uh, I think, yeah, that's that's a super important thing to have that person with you or have people around you like that. Yeah, yeah you communicate, you grow together, and you start like, like what's really unique about the new layer cash is now developed is we started investing our own personal time and, and finances into what we, what one another do for a living. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm not saying that that directly made an impact on our relationship with growing the podcast. It indirectly because, because to a degree now, now in the past, yeah, yeah that, that thing just tickled, tickled my ear, bro. Just give me a little kiss right here. I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> what ended up happening is we started to get comfortable calling each other out on each other's shit. And that's a new layer. That's a new ground kind of that. Mm -hmm. 
where that's the thing about communicating and growing together is it's not because uh, we're, we're putting ill will towards one another. It's just now we've developed an understanding of a client to a trainer relationship and then a, a client to director relationship. Mm-hmm. But that's totally. why we now gain more respect on what one another do now outside mm-hmm. of yeah. And that's just another thing of looking at um, being with someone in something. Yeah. Is, is once you see a new side of them or once you start having different layers of conversation and going back and forth, mm-hmm. you start to really see where that person comes from mm-hmm. and how they look like. Yeah. Right? Because we're all human, but we all walk uh, very different uh, days. Yeah. And yeah, we all wake up to the sun, but through the process of doing so, mm-hmm. different things have to happen in someone's day. Uh-huh. They have to now look at things in a different light. So it's cool to then just shake that up because then, yeah, they argue that how you listen to a song and how you interpret lyrics, it's the same lyrics, but you're going to get, you're you're, going to treat that shit differently. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like a song, Mm -hmm. you're going to sing it like it for a very different reason. Yeah. But then now for the creation of it, it's like magic. Yeah, it's magic. You realize there's going to be people just like both of you or more like one or the other that are going to just... Love it. Gonna love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the best part of me putting music out there is that people can really appreciate it for whatever they want, right? I could have dropped closure, and like you said, you like to run to far away, wild. I can't believe that. Yeah. I still yeah. can't believe it. Now that even We're now talk saying it again, I'm like, yeah, I gotta put you on some other I'm shit. Like, Let's go do some test flight stairs. I want to yeah. see how you actually run to this. Like the BPM is a little slow. When I'm really slow. Like far away. I was like, what is it looking like, man? Like that's wild. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's just fun, and the, and I think, uh, dude, even on a personal level, like, uh, Rishim doesn't even know this yet, but like, um, leading a month or a month and a half, maybe or so, leading up into us coming to Edmonton together for my brother's wedding, uh, Rishim had been so busy, and uh, we hadn't gotten a chance to connect much, and it was just so tough. And I was like, man, I'm gonna have a talk with him that, like, you know, we should connect a little bit more, and we should, you know, see each other more. And me, before I even had a chance to have this talk with him, I think it was like the first or second night he was here, we were driving, uh, and he was like, man. I've been absent. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, and he's like, uh, and he's like, yeah, like, he's like, I'll do better, man. He's like, all you need to know is like, I'll do better. He's like, I'll be around. And I just like, in my head, I'm just like, well, that settles that. I was like, that was incredible. I was like, I was like, man, I was feeling the same way. I was like, that's, I was like, yeah, man, that's perfect. I was like, I'm like, I have no, I have no doubt because we were able to communicate, you know what I mean? And so that's the last I'll say about communication. I think you're going to be able to get like a soundboard. Communicate. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. been so busy that I put second floor down in the last thing on my list. But yeah. Sometimes one another will recognize that they won't, but it's so, it must feel good when you hear that, you mm-hmm. express that. Yeah. Because then both parties recognize that, yeah. you know, one person might carry the weight, another might another time. Mm-hmm. 100%. There was this time where I was free, but then you're slime blue work, and I was like, bro, where are the songs? I'm sending you 10 beats a week. Yeah. I'm not hearing anything back. And then there's a time where I'm like, I haven't, I haven't sent him any beats, and he's sent me songs to get mixed and mastered, and I haven't touched yeah, it. It happens. But it's like, but it's like we work through it, and, and, and at the end of the day, man, we're brothers, right? So, like, we're blood-related brothers. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and we're not going to get let, let anything get in between yeah, exactly. us. That's why I'm very, very You never do a thing one, you never do a thing You need a bear, right? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> wow, we came full circle, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Full, circle. <laughs> full circle. What? Just pick a random, yeah, range marriage? 
sure you freaking do. One of the best things I heard, I don't know if I told you this, if you're going to go on a business with somebody, don't just do it off of you being like, you want to make money? I want to make money too. Mm-hmm. You like you have mm-hmm. I like music too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you have to be borderline yeah. in love with them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go to the mountains with that fucker. Yeah, yeah. Right? Dude, you have to be in love with them. Get to the mountains yeah. with him. Get to know him. Get yeah. to know when he wakes up, what he does. You love him. Right? Does he shit yeah. before he eats? Okay, that's going to tell you something. Is that bad? I don't know. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> shit before you eat. I mean, as long as you wash your hands, I feel like that's a perfectly acceptable thing to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, so man. Have a, have a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it's like a marriage, man. Exactly. Yeah. No, you can't, man. You got to be careful. There's probably like, there's probably like three people on planet Earth that I would start a business with, actually. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that can like, yeah, three. I'll say four. But yeah, yeah. like uh, people that would actually consciously start a business with. Otherwise, like it's just it takes a while to get to that level. It takes a while to really bring that right. Yeah. Sometimes there's people where it's just synergistic. Yeah. You can meet people and it can come together. But uh, if you're really want, if it's someone that's like your friend or your family, you have to you have to really make sure because either you're going to destroy that relationship or you're going to be successful. Um, yeah. Or you know, there's a third chance where it does dissolve, but uh, and and it works out just fine. But that means if if it dissolves and it works out just fine, then both of you guys weren't really that driven to get it in the first place, because one of you guys totally. is going to be heartbroken if if it dissolves and it didn't go where it needed to go. So yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. you just have to be really sure who you go into business with, man. Yeah, I would I would actually recommend not going into business with anyone. Solo. I actually would just go solo and then maybe find investors or people that are outside of your network. Well. I'll be the co-host now. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, going back I, to the first floor. I, I say it. <laughs> no, I say it because I've I've been in uh, with my business. I had a partner, right? Mm-hmm. And before that, there were you know starting smaller businesses that I thought were going to actually manifest, and it, they didn't. And it was all because. I was the driving force behind it. I was the one showing up. I was the one staying Sunday night till nine, ten o'clock at, at the office, right? And that resentment started building up of like, yo, y'all aren't here. Like, it's split between the four of us or the two of us. Like, you should be here still building the business. And I think the reason this, again, the reason this podcast works, the reason, you know, anything that I do now is like I, I, I want to look at the other person's behavior patterns what have they done over the last couple of years or what, where are they at How, what are their traits you know what I'm saying like if they're not hungry for their own small things they're probably not going to make this happen either like if they can't run with something on their own they're probably not going to be able to run with this unless again it's just homies and you want to start something fun and you know it's a hobby thing it's a side hustle thing no problem but if you're shooting for the stars like you need equal levels of commitment yeah yeah, yeah. and then that's hard to find it's very hard to find yeah it's easy totally hard to find or if even if like i've had some people that are like hey man like the me uh like if i do something it'll be like let me just do it with you and i'm like if, if, if I'm at a place where I'm doing it on my own and someone, and someone else wants to come in, if they think I'm doing well, they're like, oh, let me just like, you know, stand by and I can, I'll just, you know, latch on. Yeah. I'll just latch on, right? And it's like, well, no. Get off yeah. my titty, baby. I don't want <laughs> you yeah, here. Get off, get my, off my titty. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. And that's the next one. But it's song. like, I think every successful person will go through that, uh, that uh, someone else sees you doing something. They're like, you know what? I'm not doing anything right now. Should I uh, hop on this bandwagon? Yeah. And, uh, and I think when you're successful, you have to say no to those people. And, and, and welcome the people, people that, are that are actually wanting to make a difference. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 
This has been beautiful. Um, I think the biggest thing is take solace in the fact of when you are comfortable and when you are happy, but never really truly be fully comfortable. Really push it to the next. Always be looking for that next thing. Not to not, not so much to the point where you're never content. You have to find that happiness and that con like contentment within yourself, and you have to find that. But then professionally, whether it be, or creatively, or whatever it is that you want to do, always try to grow, always try to get better. You know what I mean? Try to take it to the next level. Me and this guy work on songs, like Sundown. We made that song, we're like, I don't know how we're gonna, I don't know how we're gonna top this. We're like, we listen up, we're like, I don't know how. And then we made the next song, we're like, we topped it, good to go. Good to go, like good stuff, right? And so it's like, it's just constantly wanting to get better, having that drive, right? Our mixes weren't always that great. Risham spent literal hours and hours, probably days or weeks, like on, on mixing. And I mean, when I say days or weeks, I mean, this was spread over the course of a year, but this guy would spend lit, like, like full blocks of time of just learning how to mix, master, engineer, you know, on top of making beats and stuff like that. And he really wanted to push it to that next level. And it made me want to, you know, take the lyrics, take the to flows. I studied cadences and, and so many different things. And it makes me want to take it to the next level. The melodies, everything that you can do with music creatively. Uh, it just makes you want to take it there. So I think uh, I think anything you want to do in life to really take it to, to be on the second level is to want to be on the third and then to want to be on the fourth. You have to keep trying to push it, you know what I mean? And then keep trying to keep going to the next level until until you're Bill Gates or, or Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even want to be those guys. If you're a billion, if you're a billionaire, you're fucked in the head, okay? Just so you know that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're a billionaire, something's wrong with you. You screwed some people over to get there. I, I want you to find me one honest billionaire and I'll walk out right now, okay? But I, you will not. You will not buy one. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, for me, I would say, um, yeah, man, you got to work on yourself. Always be the best version of yourself. Have the right attitude. Um, attitude will always, it'll always help in life. Um, and I think just building yourself and, and being hungry for what's next. Um, I try to grow up. I, I always get excited when I wake up tomorrow for, for when I will wake up tomorrow because I'm like, what more am I going to know tomorrow that I didn't know today? And, uh, and life is a learning experience and you got to enjoy it. And you have to just push yourself. Yeah, so I think that's what it takes. Damn, that's beautiful. All right, boys. I think we're gonna wrap it up. Where can people find you, Avnash? Beats by Ray. Where can where can people find you? Find me on Instagram, Amon Music. Uh, that's A M A A N Music. Uh, just because people forget. And it's um, my name. Rap name is Avi, not Amon. Just a little side note. Uh, so you can find me there, and there's a link tree with all the stuff in the bio. I also want to give a quick shout out to his sister, whose birthday it is. One of our biggest uh, fans and supporters, uh, Emmon Poetry. She's a poet herself, an incredible creative outlet. Like she's just, she's truly a gifted poet, uh, and I love, I love watching everything she puts out there. So happy birthday to you, Monroop, and uh, and you're awesome. Emmon Poetry, same two A's, one N in the Mon. We're not, we're not jut. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't, care, what, I don't care what the cast is. But. <laughs> yeah, two A's, one N. It's like the saying in our family. Like it's just, yeah. that's just how it goes. Uh, for me, you can find me at Beats by Ray Six. Um, you can find our music out on my profile. And if you want to chat, hit me in the DM. That's it. That's a wrap. Season two finale. That was beautiful.